when you were here before Couldn't look you in the eye You're just like an angel Your skin makes me cry You flow like a feather to the Soulless Podcast, 30 minutes every fortnight with high school students, Will, Kyle, Andrea and Mattia. As a podcast, we aim to provide factual commentary on current affairs and issues of importance without any distortion through personal political affiliation, bias or the perpetuation of narrative. Our aim is symbolised through the sun of a new day that is uncorrupted, thus the name Soulless Podcast. We also provide links to organizations and movements to encourage you to think and act independently on the information that you receive via the Solus podcast. So I hope everyone's doing all right in quarantine. Uh, just like the last episode, um, we're going to have a Andrea COVID-19 update if you want to do that now. Uh, hello, everybody. So currently, as of now, there's been a total of uh, 1.8 million coronavirus cases, of which uh, 1.3 million are active. And we're now at 114,000 deaths. While in the UAE, we have uh, 4,000 cases. So just, again, as a reminder, everybody, just, you know, if you have to go out, wear your mask, wash your hands, 20 seconds at least. Stay safe, keep, keep uh, social distancing rules, and you'll be all right. Awesome. Thanks for that, buddy. Uh, so today, we want to talk a bit about distance learning and online schooling. So pretty much every student around the world has been affected by this in some way. Personally, we've had our experiences with it. Um, we've been in lockdown for about five weeks, I think, and about three weeks of uh, online schooling. We've encountered some difficulties with it as well. It's a big change for everyone. So we're just gonna go through the different aspects of online schooling and the effect that it has on us. And we have some statements from around the world. Uh, as international students, we have friends around the world and uh, we've got some statements from them to be able to generalize this to a wider population and make sure that uh, we're getting the opinions of everyone around the world because of 
obviously it could change from country to country and how people do things. Um, so the first part I want to talk about is the platforms that we use. So right now we're using a platform called Zoom to actually do this podcast. Um, I think a lot of schools around the world are also using this for their classes. It's pretty effective, you know, a uh, whole wall of people. It's much like a real class, uh, but there's different aspects and components of each online platform that we can use. And I think that um, they have different strengths and weaknesses and everyone's kind of just figuring out what they should be using. So I think the first, topic is the platforms used. So I think predominantly we often use Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and uh, I think Google Hangouts. So I think the first question that we'll discuss today is what makes an online schooling platform useful? So I think we can just kick that question around. Yeah, absolutely. So I reckon 100% it's that uh, just quality of video and audio to make it as realistic as possible. Much just uh, trying to emulate what it's like actually in a real class because at the end of the day, you want to be out online schooling is a substitute for real schooling and it's, and it's got to deliver on all the same, on all the same points as, um, and all the same benefits that real schooling has. Obviously you're going to have some inherent disadvantages, uh, you know, time to speak with the teacher because everyone's trying to say something at once in a limited window. Um, you can't just like rock up to a teacher's classroom and knock on the door and ask them a question anymore. Andrea, what do you think are some disadvantages of, 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 of using an online platform or, or what do you see as um, as what makes some of the platforms that we use useful to you? So, yeah, as you were saying, you know, with the issue asking questions to teachers, it does get very hectic when you have different people trying to ask a question and sometimes the teacher can't see who's speaking. So I think one of the main like advantages like Zoom does this, you know, how it has the green outline on who's speaking um, where because sometimes teachers can't tell, they, they don't know who's asking, they don't know who's speaking, they can't, even when they take, take register, maybe if they don't recognize your yeah. voice at first. And that, and it does help when you have some sort of indicator that says who's speaking, like Zoom does. I think Teams, I'm not sure they have it, because um, with our English teacher today, we were having some issues, she couldn't figure out who was speaking, but it definitely helps when you have some sort of indicator of uh, whoever's speaking. Yeah, and I also that little function where you can raise your hand when you want to speak or in my uh, politics class, we can uh, yeah. put a little notification that tells him to go faster, go slower, explain something again, etc. when he's doing a lecture. Um, so, Carl, what do you reckon? What makes an online platform uh, useful for you? So like for, for me personally, like we're all starting our IAs here at GWA. And so I think one massive benefit that I think all platforms could, could use is like on Microsoft Teams where they have like the ability to like direct message teachers. I think you can do it on Google Hangouts as well. Like just being able to like get probably like a bit of one-on-one -on -one conversations with your teacher is a big benefit because we can't really do that anymore now that we're at home. Whereas in school, we could just walk up to their classroom and ask questions. But with Microsoft Teams and Google Hangouts, I think it's pretty, pretty useful just being able to like start up a dialogue with your teacher without having to like talk in front of the entire class. Yeah, and I reckon I've had a small uh, issue with that because uh, in UAE, I'm not sure. I'm sure that this is an issue in other schools as well. But you have that child safety regulations where you can't have a one-on-one, face-to-face um, -face video call with a teacher because it violates some um, some child safety laws. Which uh, I reckon that I think they're they're a bit lax with it on um, in our grade in uh, grade 11 and grade 12. But um, I definitely think that element's just been removed for the younger years where they're just can't have that one-on-one -on -one FaceTime with teachers. Um, so just to reference the people who don't know the IB system, so we're all in the IB system. What Carl said about IAs is just our long-term assignments. So 
we have these big long-term assignments and it's really crucial that we have this one-on-one time with teachers to get feedback. Um, so that's probably a really big struggle for us and having that chat functions in platforms is good. And so yeah, what do you reckon? What are some useful components of a online schooling platform? I just wanted to bring up um, another issue. I think that uh, everybody's facing at the current moment is that there's a lot of uncertainty about which platform you use for each class. So work becomes scattered very easily, uh, which is a problem for us because we have to manage our time better into finding the different platforms to find our work, seeing what deadlines we have do, uh, even though if they're not on ManageBack. ManageBack is the system that we use in our school. It's like a timetable for each and every class that tells you what work you have to do by which time and where you have to upload it. Unfortunately, since we're at home, we have three or four different platforms that we have to upload work from, which makes our yeah. lives a lot more yeah. difficult because if we don't write something down and we don't find that, then we could forget something to do and not do the work. However, this is actually an advantage to us because in the future, we're not going to have people managing our time for us. We have to do it ourselves. Exactly. And so you have to, you have to save very productive even more so productive than you were at school because you're not, a teacher is not in the hallway every single time you leave class and they remind you about the work you have to do. And, and I've seen that, that point about a lack of consensus on what uh, platform that our school was going to use. I'm not sure if this is uh, generalizable to other schools in the UAE or around the world, but I'm sure this is happening more than uh, more places than just our school where the teachers kind of, um, were surprised by the fact that we were going to lockdown and um, didn't have a set platform that all the teachers should have had a set platform that they're going to use. And granted, you know, the IT guys set up teams for all of us, but teachers went off in their own avenues and chose ones that were good for them. Um, but I reckon all the teachers should have, uh, you know, sat down and said, all right, we're going to make this easy on students. We're going to make all this stuff. We're going to put all the stuff in one place. We're going to streamline this. We're going to maximize communication, right? Everyone is going to use Google Classroom. Everyone's going to use Zoom, whatever, right? Um, but now I, I'm sure you guys are the same. I have schoolwork on about five different platforms. All yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, because I was having issues at first. Like, now I've like, it's mostly been sorted out. There's still like, you know, a few things here and there. But what I was having issues with was like, teachers would upload a task on like multiple platforms. And then I'd, up, I'd upload it to one and I'd get an email saying, oh, you haven't uploaded your work because I didn't upload it to either all three or the one that they wanted, but they didn't specify. Like say I uploaded to ManageRack, they wanted it on uh, Google Google Classrooms. And then that, that would cause issues because then I'd, 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 I'd have to hand in my work later, yep. even though I didn't know that I didn't hand it in yeah, because absolutely. I put it somewhere else. Um, so I think that what we're seeing is with this platform issue, just a segue into uh productivity and and how we're managing uh productivity levels because obviously everyone uh kind of knows that when uh you're at school you're in a place where you need to do work you get stuff done especially in our crucial high school years we get stuff done we're at school go to the library in our lunch times you know get it sorted out um when we come home uh obviously we study but it's it's a place that we associate with relaxing and and ending the day. It's not a place where we associate with waking up at 8am and, you know, smashing out work for six hours. 
So I think making that psychological change and associating being at home, say, all right, listen, this is my space where I've got to get work done. I can, uh, I've got to maintain these productivity levels and it's about making the, the best of that situation. So I just want to pose a question to the group. Um, do you think it's possible to maintain productivity when at home? And how do you reckon you can do this just to maintain that productivity? The, the first thing I would say is the biggest thing um, is being proactive. Being proactive essentially means that you're making sure you're on top of all of your work. At home, that's harder because you don't have someone behind your back all the time telling you what you have to write, telling you the notes, telling you uh, the tests that you're going to have in the future. At home, you need to take that responsibility yourself. And it becomes a lot more harder to become focused for a, lot, a long period of time because you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, which makes it very hard for us in this time frame. Um, but it, it, it's so more tempting to do no work at home, but you will have such a drawback if you do that than if you did that in school because you have all that extra help. Yeah, so absolutely. it becomes a lot harder on students to, uh, for teachers and students to ensure that they're doing what they need to do to learn content and become better in that subject. Totally. Uh, Kyle, uh, how do you maintain your productivity when at home in terms of schoolwork? Uh, well, for me personally, I find it a lot nicer here at home because for one, I feel more comfortable at home than I do in school. So it just kind of feels a bit more natural when I'm sitting in front of the computer for like a couple, couple hours. But, but I think the main way that I've been trying to stay on top of it is just essentially looking at all the platforms I have, making note of all the different tasks, and then just planning out different days to do it. Like, I think one huge advantage that's probably flown under the radar of this online learning is as you're working, like you're not stuck in a classroom. Like you can walk up, go get a drink, go use the bathroom. It's completely up to you. That is true. So I think having a bit, a bit more of that freedom really makes work a bit easier rather than being like under an iron fist of a teacher where you can't go to get water whenever you want to have a break. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point, actually. Um, now, I just want to oppose an argument to that quickly, Will, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I completely agree with what you're saying, Kyle. You have a lot more freedom to do um, what you wish. But don't you think that it's a bit easier, even if, it's, if you find it easier at home to do work at your own pace, if you find it easier if you get... Uh, if you, if you lose track of something at home, it's easier to be in school and be with that teacher to help you with that work. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, this, this just comes down to personal preference a lot of the times. Like those who can manage their time well, probably might, in my opinion, would probably thrive in these circumstances where they have all this freedom. Whereas people who, who need a bit more assistance in aiding their tasks, yeah, I definitely agree with you there, Mattia. Like sometimes the added freedom can be a bit of a distraction, but I think it just comes down to personal preference and it's kind of a skill that we all get to practice. I mean, it teaches you, yeah, it teaches uh, you the importance of time management. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with yeah. that. Absolutely. I reckon it's culling the herd of those who can't manage their time properly and constantly need a teacher in grade 11, 16, 17 years old, constantly need a teacher breathing down their neck, telling them, chasing after them to get their work done. This exactly. is coming the herd and, 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 and weeding out those weak ones that can't manage their time. And I reckon we're going to see some really good quality work in this quarantine period where people have that freedom, as Kyle said, to do work at their own pace and just have, have, that, have that, when we're talking about stuff like English, have that creative freedom to 
um, do things how they want to without, without that constant overbearing, over-involved teacher on them, but also uh, teach the, the procrastinators a really valuable lesson about uh, taking responsibility for your own learning and taking responsibility for the tasks and the jobs that you're assigned. So I, I totally agree with, uh, with, with both sides of that. Absolutely. Um, so Andrea, I think you had a uh, quote by the Zoom uh, yeah. founder. Yeah. So I'm sure most of you have probably heard about Zoom has been having recent security issues. In fact, in uh, Singapore, they've decided to ban Zoom completely due to uh, met, uh, people joining classes and uh, obviously outsiders not from the school and do, uh, doing lewd, lewd acts, which has caused them to just completely outlaw it. And uh, so obviously the CEO made a statement. He said, our service was built to serve businesses and enterprise customers. And uh, however, due to the COVID-19 crisis, we moved too fast. Essentially, he was saying they weren't ready for the amount of attention that they, they, they got. As you've seen, the Zoom stock market uh, stock like grew crazy. And now they, they just weren't able to keep up with demand. So they skipped over some security, uh, security issues just, just to get it working in time. And that's obviously caused a lot of issues. And even here in the UAE, they're slowly starting to get rid of Zoom. Even though it has improved a little bit, they have started adding means of security by, yep. you know, you have uh, the waiting area for all the classrooms to make you sure that lock the, the meeting. Can check. Yep. You can lock the meeting in between. So, but it has been an issue. Yeah. Uh, just, just to go over a few other little issues, just to discuss them. Uh, stuff like Wi-Fi connectivity, uh, you know, waking up on time, not having to, you know, finding that motivation to do the work as we said before, there's no, there's no one really, you know, other than your parents, if they take that route, but personally, my parents aren't really enforcing much. It's really uh, the, the onus is on me to, to get up and, you know, go into my class, virtual classroom and get stuff done. Um, but uh, where do you think you find that motivation to, you know, keep going? I'm, I'm sure that it's, um, you know, that's that future motivation where we can see in the future that this now is going to help us. And it's really important for us to buckle down, take responsibility for our own learning, wake up on time, get into class, do the work, do the assignments. When it's so easy, it's easier than ever before to just turn off your computer, go and turn on the PlayStation and spend, you know, five hours playing a game other than doing your work. Like, what do you think, what do you think that, that line is where you're like, no, I've got to buckle down, I've got to do work. The thing is, like, what, what I think about that is, especially for us now, we're in grade 11. Next year, we have a final year of high school. If we don't focus now, we're going to behind, be behind next year, and we're going to have to, and instead of, like, getting teachers, at least for now, to help us with everything, we're going to have to learn all the content we missed if we just decided to skip on every class next year when we have our world exams, and which, which obviously, if, you, if you're not on diabetes, you don't know, you don't really know, but they're your entire two years everything's on them and they mean a lot they're very very important for almost all universities so if you skip on it now you're going to lose all the content as next year it's going to be mostly revision for the exams so i think it's really important yeah. even for myself somebody who does I, I do like to slack and you know when i can i'll just not do work but i still like 
have the motivation to actually get up and you know go into every class take notes because i know it is important yep absolutely i just want to move the conversation a bit to um uh staying physically and mentally fit in times like these um so personally you know i've been uh i have a like a small gym in my garage i have a swimming pool very privileged to have those things and i'm using those as much as I can to try and... Are you um, sure about that? Does, does no, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am. When, when I can, when I can, using the gym. <laughs> no, it doesn't look like it, but um, yeah, I've been trying to stay fit and and especially with my diet, it's so easy for me just to go downstairs and grab a pack of Oreos and just smash the whole pack. Ladies and gentlemen, for you guys that don't know, Will eats, eats a bucket of KFC, I'm guessing, every two days. Yeah, so I wanted to move the conversation... Uh, a bit more towards, obviously, we've been doing a lot of sports uh, before quarantine, right? You know, Mati doing baseball, uh, myself, I was doing cricket. We, uh, me and Andrea played rugby. Andrea also doing MMA. Um, Kyle had some kind of sport, I believe. Can't really remember. Yeah, I do. I have this exercise routine that I've got on my Apple Watch, so. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Nowhere near as good as yours, your exercises, but um, does the job. Yeah, so I want to talk a bit about what these sports academies are doing to uh, help their players and their students, I suppose, their quarantine and in the, uh, in the lockdown. So um, my cricket academy is called IJC, it's just Cricket UAE, right? Um, and what they're doing is offering this online coaching session. So I've got one tonight actually, where it's, um, you log on with, with Zoom, um, uh, you know, in, it's designed and it's engineered for small space routines and still developing your skills in small spaces. Um, and also because we have this opportunity to have, uh, you know, we have a lot of time on our hands and we can talk a bit more about theory in terms of cricket. Anyway, there's a lot of strategy involved. Um, so uh, our coaches are going to be talking to us about a lot of strategy, um, you know, field sets, all, all different kinds of, um, things that you can do and enact all this theory, right? Um, also, they're doing things like calling parents, uh, offering their support uh, in times like these, trying to uh, advise parents on how to keep their kids fit and healthy, um, doing online challenges and quizzes. Uh, they're uploading skill drills, video, again, engineered for these small spaces, people in apartments, stuff like that. Um, yeah, so I think that... Um, that there's definitely people have kind of taken advantage of this and they've really tried to see the positive side because it was very easy for a lot of companies and especially in the you know fitness and well-being industry could have just uh you know given up and everyone could have you know gotten fat in quarantine but i think there's you know lots of videos of home workouts out there and stuff like that um so we have a friend emad uh who's a personal trainer nutrition coach and last night i had an interview with him about what he thought that we could do to stay fit and healthy at home and kind of just his opinion on, on how quarantine is a blessing in disguise. So today uh, we're joined by our friend Emad to discuss fitness and well-being during quarantine. Emad is a nutrition coach, junior bodybuilder, online coach, and a personal trainer. He studies IB high-level sports science and has been coached by high-level bodybuilding coaches in the UAE and the UK. So Emad, what I wanted to talk to you about today is about the situation that we're in in quarantine and um, how people in in isolation can maintain their mental health and their physical health. 
Awesome. Thank you, Will, for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, so now, first thing I, I actually want to address that, that, that I want to talk about today is quarantine, in my belief, is actually a blessing in disguise. Now, why would I say that is because if you think about it, recently, especially in our teenage years in high school, where we're just out partying, partying, party, party, party. Yeah, okay? absolutely. So now, Always doing stuff. But exactly. So now we're actually kind of being forced down to take a step back and spend time by ourselves. Now, why would I say this is a blessing in disguise is because from my own experience, I would say that in our high school years, a lot of us actually deal with a lot of mental issues. The issue that I've always had was not feeling good to be alone. I mean, I, I always wanted to be around people. I, I didn't enjoy spending time by myself. I always used to self-isolate before it was cool. I always used to self-isolate uh, whenever I would get ready for a bodybuilding show because it always just allowed me to peel off anything that distracted me and focus on doing one thing that I really, really wanted to do. So basically self-isolating helped you peel away those distractions and really focus on what you wanted to do. Yes, a hundred percent. I can't even, 200% uh, I would say yes. Yeah, so the, the idea I would say that uh, the way that quarantine, self-isolating myself actually helped me mentally was I came across the fact that I actually started to figure out that I like something like I just kept going to the gym and going to the gym. And then suddenly after like, I don't know how many months I like pull my head up and I'm like, wow, I've, I haven't gone out to a party in I don't know how long. And I actually feel great. Like mentally, I feel so good. Like I don't, I, I don't need to spend so much time with anyone to have fun basically. Whenever I would basically self-isolate and I would basically be pursuing training and training and a while ago I just felt like I had nothing to do but today I'm, I'm like on so a mission. So it's kind of like I, it's, I, it's I this purpose, a... it's this mission that helps you exactly. focus yourself mentally and, and physically that you can achieve this task. So we've been given this amazing opportunity you say that isolation is a blessing that allows us to focus on ourselves and really find our purpose and what we're trying to do, right? So, so do you think that, that by self-isolating, you were able to clearly see without distraction what your purpose was and what your mission was, and it was easier to achieve that being away from people? 100%, I would totally say yes. When you're able to take your mind off that, okay, I am not gonna go out, you're gonna figure out something that you actually enjoy doing. So I would say like you have to struggle to actually find something that you enjoy. How can people stuck at home, their, their mental health is, you know, taking a toll. People, you know, extroverts thrive off other people. Um, how can they see the beauty in, in, in self-isolation and how can, they, how can they enact some of your, or use some of your philosophy about pursuing this goal? And especially I wanna talk about staying mentally and and physically fit and, and some of the things that they, that they can do at home to help them pursue their goals and, and keep their mental health up. So one of the things that I would actually want to say is that when, um, as soon as quarantine started, there has been millions, I could, I, oh my God, I could just go off and show you like millions of videos of people showing home workouts. Now, do you have to work out? Eh, not really, but uh, working out is going to help you build on yourself 
tell me if I'm wrong on this, Will, but have you ever gotten addicted to a game and you just see one level, like you level up once and you just get addicted right away? Yeah, it's that dopamine hit, absolutely. Yep. Exactly. So as soon as you, you find something that you enjoy, level one to level two, and you're like, oh my God, this is fun. Like, I just want to go after it. So like, if you can commit to training for an hour a day, that's that, that commitment is going to progress over time. And if you can take the commitment and apply it somewhere else, oh, that's a big drive. Totally. Back just, tra just transferring that to to your school assignments or working on yourself. Um, yeah, I think that's really useful. Uh, obviously, I, I said before that you're a, you're a nutrition coach. What can they be doing in terms of diet to enhance their productivity, performance, mental health, physical health? Yeah, so recently I can tell you that I've been getting a lot of messages from people saying that, oh, Imad, I'm feeling fat. I mean, I haven't done much this whole quarantine. I'm, I'm, all I'm doing is eat, sleeping, and yeah, basically watching Netflix all day. What could I do? So nutrition basically comes down to energy balance. What, so what does that mean? So if you want to lose weight, your calories in needs to be less than your calories out. It's basic energy balance. That's basically what it comes down to. The principle is calories in, calories out. Now, if they're the same, you're going to maintain. If calories in, in are more than calories out, then obviously you're going to gain. What can you do? Stay active, go around. So this doesn't, staying active doesn't necessarily mean working out. It can mean just walk around your house. I don't know. But I think what you're trying to say it, is, it, is there's just, more options than than just you know lifting weights in 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 the in the garage, right? You can just exactly so many options in your house to stay active. If it's if it's walking up and down the stairs like you know three times, you know every couple of hours or something. Now you're literally isolated by law, so like you are forced yeah. to stay in one place. Yeah, so like yeah. this is there's no better time to actually diet and actually pursue something you want to do with your food. You know, the, like one of the most commonly used excuses that, oh, I went out and I couldn't find something to eat. So I just ate oh, something right totally. away. Totally. Hear that all the time. I've, I've, been, <laughs> I've, I've been, I've used that excuse many times actually. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that, that's kind of my uh, point of view on quarantine. Cheers, mate. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So that was a great little interview with, uh, Emad there, his Instagram is at mansbig, M-A-N-Z-Z-B-I-G-G. -G. That's also his TikTok account. He's asked me to plug that. Um, I regret plugging the TikTok, but he asked me to. Um, so I just want to move on to these statements that we have from people around the world. So as international students, we have access to all these friends that we've made across the world. Um, and we've got their opinions on on their online learning because obviously we expect to see some changes from country to country curriculum to curriculum and uh we found some consensus so um i'm going to read some of mine that i've gotten from australia so we have tony from canberra in australia he says online schooling is a good idea on paper but in reality is very bad as for most students it is very easy to get distracted at home along with that students also find it hard to retain information while studying online so we have that issue with um, with the whole online thing about retaining information, about comprehending what they're saying, and obviously it's very easy to to uh, get distracted, especially on your computer all all day. And we have um, uh, Isabella from Sydney, Australia. Uh, I personally feel online schooling is harder because I can't focus properly at home or receive help when needed. So that relates back to what we were talking about: not being able to talk to your teachers one on one. Um, also getting uh, 
getting distracted on your computer um, or other elements at home, like your family, your dog might, you know, run into the room, distract you for a bit. Um, Patrick from Canberra, uh, it's pretty good, but having no help from teachers sucks for assignments. Again, that same thing, long-term assignments, that one-on-one -on -one time needed for, uh, uh, for those long-term assignments and for the help that you need, that feedback that you need. So Andre, do you want to read the next one from our mate uh, in Dubai? Yeah, sure. Um, so this is Casper, who also goes to school with us. Um, it gives a sense of freedom, but also a sense of captivity because they increase in workload. So what he's saying is, um, I, we, I think we've all felt this. Uh, teachers are trying to compensate for being at home by giving us more work. They're still trying to see how much is too much. I think they started off very harsh, you know, giving so many assignments at first. And that, that's just caused a lot of stress on everybody, but it has gotten better, you know, with teachers talking yeah. to each other, seeing how to handle the work. And back to what Kyle was saying about that freedom as well, just enjoying that, uh, that freedom. But again, that, um, that increased workload, I think coming from, uh, Andrea was talking to me before about how the school, um, uh, lots of parents contacting the school saying they want their fees back. They, they, they don't think online school is yeah. good enough for, for, for their kids or they don't think it's quality education and the, and the schools have come back and they've said, listen, we're going to provide quality education over the internet. Uh, our teachers are doing, you know, lots and lots of work at home. So I, I feel that um, two reasons that one, they're trying to overcompensate for the parents sake and to provide uh, as much education as possible for the kids and two to combat the procrastination. If you just give them a whole heap of work, they'll have no choice but to do it. Um, yeah. Next is Alex from Hong Kong, my mate, um, an Aussie girl as well, who spent a bit of time online schooling in Hong Kong. She said overall online schooling did its job in teaching us what we needed to know for the classes we missed, but it was unable to f fulfill the social aspect of school. I felt overloaded with work and I had no break. So this one's quite unique because it wasn't actually a homeschooling uh, for COVID-19, but it was for the Hong Kong uh, protests there. Um, so we've seen that, I think that we can empathize with people that have had to do this before, or maybe um, people who are homeschooled in general and use online platforms or people living in rural areas where they go to school online. So maybe we can really empathize with, um, What's going on? Uh, Mattia, do you want to read the next one from our friend Amelia? Yeah, so Amelia also used to go to school with us in, uh, in GWA in Dubai, but now she lives in Arizona and she says that online schooling in America is very unorganized. This is because there are lots of people who did not have access to laptops or any of the applications that we needed to access to online. So they have made those people come back to school and pick up laptops. Once they did that, they were able to start. We do not have a set schedule every day, and I only meet with certain teachers once a week. And most of our assignments need to be turned in before the day ends. It's very simple, but also overwhelming because they are making us do a lot more assignments than usual. And I can, I can vouch for this because I was researching, and I actually found a couple of uh, websites and blogs that show that e-learning in the u.s has not been that effective i actually one of my best friends lives in dallas also in texas and he was talking about how he has maximum one class a day and that 
And is that, that a, is that a public school by any chance? Yeah, it's a public school. The public yeah. school system. Uh, so this is Amelia at a public school yeah. as well. She's telling if, me. If people if people didn't know, um, in America, a lot of the pu uh, public education is free in the U.S. Uh, because it comes with paying in taxes and so on. Yeah. Um, so they have not done a very good job of using uh, access to internet and technology that they have to set up a, a substantial program that could help students with their, with their yeah. work. And what's end up happening is kids are getting overwhelmed once more because they do not know what tasks they have to complete because they're completely new to the, uh, the idea of technology and uh, uploading in, in, work. Yeah, technology in regards to uh, schooling, especially, and it's just very interesting to see that um, that problem in places like that uh, of just uh, no link between uh, technology and school. When we are just so accustomed to it, everything we do is on laptops every day. We bring our laptops to school. It's crucial. If you don't have your laptop in school, you're at a disadvantage for us. But uh, yeah. here, it's very old school, pen and paper kind of stuff. So it's interesting to see that transition and how they're dealing with it. It's um, interesting to see how each country deals with their education also, because some are predominantly pen and paper, as you said. Um, and there's schools like ours who are, uh, they're mixed with pen and paper and technology. And then there's some schools that are full technology. So it's interesting to see ideas from different people around the world and what they think yeah. uh, about how e-learning is going. 100%. Carl, um, would you like to read uh, from our mate Vincent from the UK? All right. So, yeah. So he says, overall, the online schooling thing has been has been an interesting experience because on the one hand, I really like the more casual, comfortable atmosphere of my own home. But on the other hand, it's very strange because I'm used to being physically there. And also, I think that the casual atmosphere has had a negative impact on my ability to focus in class. So, yeah, I think that really ties in nicely with what I said earlier. On one hand, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because we can we have a lot of free time to like just go use the bathroom or go get a snack. And it kind of, in some regards, kind of alleviates some of like the pressure from school because like you're in an environment where you're home, you have your family, you have your bed, pets, etc. But on the other hand, I really like the fact that he mentioned that it can be a bit of a hindrance to our ability to focus because yet again, we're still at home and it kind of clashes with the fact that um, we're, we're still in an environment where we literally have our bed where we can go, go sleep. But yeah, even though it's a bit more comfortable, it can be a bit of a distraction. 100% seeing a really big consensus there. Andre, would you like to read Cedric's, our mate from Germany? Yeah, uh, so he says it's a good short-term solution. However, it's not an adequate way of learning for an entire year's of work, especially in uh, our grade level, which obviously, as I said before, it's the final year before our last year of high school where there's a lot of uh, work that, that needs to be done. Yeah, so I'm, I'm seeing yeah, a lot I, can, of I can agree with him. I'm seeing a lot of fear about the longevity of this situation that if this continues yeah. for a long time, that we're going to be essentially screwed in terms of uh, getting the content done. Cause I think some of the habits that a lot of us are building are, are, are kind of detrimental to, to our grades in, in, in the last year of school. So hopefully we can be able to get back as soon as possible. So the next one's from my mate, uh, Pradeep from the UK. He moved there last year i believe from dubai uh, uh he says given the circumstances i think many students fail to appreciate that online school is a blessing the extent to which students benefit benefit from it entirely depends on their work ethic and drive to learn providing their teacher can reciprocate so i think this is what i was saying before culling the herd i reckon he's, he, he says it's totally dependent on their work ethic 
So it's, it's again that just putting that, that responsibility on the, on the student, on, on how hard they can work with given the circumstances. But um, uh, he, he, again, he says it's a blessing. So, so uh, we have various opinions on here. A lot of people saying it's, it's, it's bad. Some people saying it's, it's good because they can chill at home. And some saying that it's an awesome opportunity for them to just smash out heaps of, heaps of work, uh, as much work as possible. I think we've seen that. We've, uh, I'm sure we have a lot of opportunity to smash out our extended essay, which is 4,000 words over the next two years. And um, all of our internal assessments, those big assignments that we get. Uh, the next one is Andre's friend, if you want to read that. Uh, yeah, sure. So this is Alexandra. Uh, she studies in Shanghai, also doing the IB, but she's currently in Malaysia due to the lockdown. Uh, just as a little reminder, people in China have been in the lockdown probably for, for the longest amount of time, so they have the most experience in this. Uh, she says, I think e-learning has been quite effective for me. I get to save time on classes and start with, start with the work much quicker. It's also given me ample time to work on my extended essay and internal assessments, which has been good. However, an issue for me is wanting to take longer breaks than I normally would, which makes it easier for me to procrastinate. And since I'm always working on my laptop for e-learning, it's really easy to be tempted to go to YouTube and waste time, which I can agree with. Like, obviously it does help with extended essay, which if you don't know what it is, it's uh, you work on it over the two years and it's a 4,000 word essay that you pick on any of your, uh, any of your subjects. And it's just throughout the year. And it, obviously it, it's a long-term assignment, which you can, which helps when you have a lot more time at home now that you can just work on it and you, you can have meetings with your teachers uh, online, even though it's not one-to-one, -one. but with your computer, you know, you can always, you always have the ability to just, you know, swipe and go do whatever else you want without the teacher, even knowing you're watching a YouTube video or playing yeah, any sort of game. Absolutely. I'm sure none of us have done that. Um, the next one is your, <laughs> is, is uh, your friend as well. I think from Turkey, is that your one? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, Jamie. He also does IB in Turkey. And he says uh, online schooling is challenging, but at the same time, pretty relaxing. Completing work takes much longer at home as there's just so many more distractions. But overall, online schooling is good for me and also gives me opportunities to have more free time during the school week. My only concern is that we might be moving more slowly in some classes. And that would mean we would have to work really fast when we get back to oh, school. Totally. Which it's, is a thought. Yeah. The, 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 first, the first class, remember, we had, it was just like six hours the whole day every teacher just blabbing on about quarantine and you know whatever it was basically yeah. just chew, chewing the fat about uh quarantine it's kind of uh not not really a class vibe it's almost like a it's like a family friend skype session that was i reckon they've started to buckle down and really get stuff done um I feel like we're seeing the same type of trend here in in responses to finding a correlation all absolutely. over the world um, one thing is that people are finding it much easier to become distracted, but at the same time, people are also saying that they have an opportunity to fix their time management and understand what is needed for each class to be done at an effective time. Um, so it, I think we can all agree that it's very, it's a very personal thing for everybody to appreciate online learning in one way or another. Um, but I think we can we can summarize it by saying that uh, it's you you put in what you um, what, what you what you take from it is what you put in. So 
essentially saying that uh, how much work you put into online learning is how much you're going to get out. Yeah, you're going to slack all the and, time. And that's what Imad was talking the, yeah. about. Imad was talking about in that interview that, um, that self-isolating, he used to self-isolate for bodybuilding contests. And um, he, he just used that as opportunity to work on himself and completely peel away all outside distractions. Um, so next one's from Neve, my mate from the UK. I think it can work if you have a good structured routine, but I know a lot of people find that hard. All in all, I think it could affect a lot of people's mental health and it's important to check up on your friends at the moment. A nice little message there um, to really just keep an eye on your mates, make sure they're doing all right. I know I've had a few emotional moments in quarantine, getting a bit sick of it. Um, yeah, uh, so just a few more here. Uh, Varun, our mate. Oh, if you want to read from Varun. Yeah, Kyle, do you want to read Varun's? Yep, no problem. Uh, so Varun from the USA. Online schooling's going all right. I'm in a different time zone, so things are kind of screwed up with me being up at being up from 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. on a daily basis. They've been usually piling a ton of work on us, thinking that we don't have anything else to do. Uh, but we're glued to our computers for eight hours a day because of school, and usually glued on the for another six uh, or or something hours to just finish off tasks they set for us. Stuff's going all right, I guess, but they gotta fix the scheduling. Of work situations in my opinion so, so yeah very, that just comes that's very yeah, interesting that's a, about the time yeah. difference as well so you've yeah, had two sure. people in a time difference who's got out they've gotten out of dubai um uh in, but, but then got stuck and now they've got to wake up at ridiculous hours so andrea's girlfriend Alyssa, also had that issue uh and if you andrea yeah. can uh, read hers yeah uh she's so she's stuck in australia with uh which is uh seven hours ahead of Dubai. And so she's saying it's, it's been challenging because she has to do her homework in the morning, which when usually she would be doing school, she actually does her homework in the morning and then goes to school till from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, now since daylight savings, it used to be 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, so it has been challenging, but she has been able to adapt to it after, after a few days, which she was able to adapt and it does leave her with free time in the morning where she can get most of her stuff done. Uh, just the last one here that we want to talk about. Um, I think this focuses on introverts here. So we talked about ext uh, extroverts in the EMAD interview where people are thriving on, on, on being around other people. And we get that from being outside our houses and socializing um, and how the extroverts are struggling in terms of uh, being self-isolated and only spending time with, a certain group of people, which is their family. Um, so Joseph from Denmark, uh, a friend of ours, pretty unique bloke. He says, it's a better way of learning than in real life due to having more freedom in what you do in class. And as most of my classes, I just need to send online work. It allows me to do my work at my own pace and my own time, as long as I submit it by the due date. So that little bit there, um, kind of agreeing with a few viewpoints of the last ones that uh, you have that freedom to do your work. But this bit is what really got me. It said, and for me, it's a better version as the whole social aspect has been removed from schooling now. So someone, an introvert, thrives on being alone, having that self-isolation. So I'm sure he's having a great time of it. Uh, so I reckon we've we got to wrap that up now. Um, a few plugs at the end. I'm going to have uh, Emad's social media on there. Um, it has a great Instagram account, lots of... Uh, workouts for you to follow has a man's big program you can follow 
Um, uh, Bunch of shirtless photos for you ladies out there. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Thanks for that, material. Sure, yeah, you can man's big. Yep. Um, then I'm going to plug the uh, It's Just Cricket UAE, the Instagram account and website. Fantastic Cricket Academy if anyone's interested in cricket. Um, thank you very much for listening. Share with your friends. Make sure to follow the Solace Podcast Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Solace underscore podcast for the Instagram and for the Facebook and Twitter, it's just at Solas Podcast. Thank you so much. Everyone stay safe in quarantine.